My name's Adele Onyango and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Hey you, welcome to episode 207 of Legally Coolers. Thank you for hanging out with this fam, or rather for being part of the fam. And if this is your first time ever listening to an episode, audio episodes like this go out every single Monday. And we have our video series and our tour series, which are pretty awesome. I'm biased, but <laughs> I think they're awesome. Check them out on LegallyCluelessAfrica.com. If you are an OG member of the family, I truly appreciate you. Thank you so much so much for rocking with this podcast. Now make sure that you join our community. You can sign up by going to legallycluelessafrica.com and if you love your socials, you can find us in a corner of Instagram. We're at Legally Clueless Africa. All links to all of those places are in the show notes. Okay, so I'm super excited about this episode. One, my voice is back. Woohoo! <laughs> no more aloe vera. And two, the storyteller is somebody who has made us laugh for years and finally we get to hear her story listen to this why can't my older sibling do it i don't understand this thing for the last born has to be the one getting the remote getting you know the handbag even these guys have limbs hands feet my best friend who was not even really my best friend let me tell you character development started in primary in fact it started in class four when we were writing compositions about our best friends and my best friend wrote someone else as their best friend i was yo you know i found out in the middle of writing that composition it was an example and I started rubbing like I was like I need to change this and then now I went off to high school in high school now okay, is it okay for me to say this I hope it's okay for me to say this but I was called to another school <laughs> what they wanted when you're going to a, to high school they tell you bring you know a hockey stick a tennis you know racket whatever they were telling me to bring a panga a machete yeah so like why what are these co-curricular activities they don't sound fun <laughs> That's Esther Kazungu. I'm pretty sure you've laughed at some of her skits on the African parliament and our political spaces. But I'm also pretty sure you don't know her life story. So part one is coming up a little later in this episode. Okay, I'm singing so that means I'm in a good mood. (laughs) Oh yes, 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 yes. I can't wait. The song of the week. The song of the week. I stumbled on the song at a speaking engagement I had last week. It was like a one-on-one interview in front of an audience. And when everything was done and people were networking, getting cocktails, etc., the DJ was playing some songs. And he played this one song that even while I think I was standing in a group of like four people, I was just like, what is that awesomeness? Luckily, it was the last song the DJ played before he packed up. So it was easy for him to like trace the song. And he was just like, oh, it's a song called Tokea. It's by a Kenyan artist called Ethan Muziki featuring Brandy Minor. And he was like, I just found it on YouTube. Even I've just stumbled on it. Imagine and quickly put it onto my phone and my driving playlist. Listen to it the whole drive home. And I was just like, I have to share it with you. So go check out the song. For those of you who don't understand Kiswahili, first you'll just vibe with the song for sure. And then secondly, it's basically, I guess maybe also why I like the song is the meaning. I connect with it at this point. Like just step out of the shadows, you know, show the world what you have. What's the worst that can happen? That's the kind of vibe in the song, which I love. So I put a link to the song in the show notes. Check it out. I hope you dig it. All right. So a bit of a catch up. One, the voice is back. Goodbye, aloe vera. It's still a bit 
raspy from afar. But I would rather this to whatever was happening last <laughs> last week. Oh my goodness. Second thing I want to share is our first group therapy session, which was this past Saturday, was a success. It was so powerful. We had a huge group of African women and one man whom we absolutely adore and his sister brought him which is just so awesome you know it was just such a powerful experience and 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 magical oh so so magical because while we were going through like the breakdown of losses first and foremost my therapist faith did such a great job where she took us through so many losses i especially loved when she took us through how we lose our essential selves while in childhood Hmm, all of us were like nodding. <laughs> like, yep, 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 yep. That that is me. That is me you're talking about. And then afterwards, you know, we broke apart for a bit. Some people chose to sit alone and just journal and write about the things that they had heard and how they related to it. Did they figure out certain losses they may be experienced in the past and the feelings are coming out now? You know what I mean? And then we got back together and kind of shared. It was just so beautiful. I think we ended up staying for an hour more because people just made friends kept talking about what they're going through with each other. And that's always so magical to go for like a group therapy session and then end up connecting with others and connecting with yourself. Ooh, 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 ooh. It was, I just feel like I'm doing exactly what I was placed on this earth to do. And it just, it feels so centering to be able to create such spaces. So the group is cohort one of our group therapy sessions, and we will host another for cohort two. Cohort one are going to go on and have more sessions together as a group and mini groups as well. And then we're going to do another cohort, which is cohort two. So please be on the lookout for when we share about this. I'll definitely give you a heads up on this podcast, but you can also sign up to be a member of our community on legallycluelessafrica.com. And that way you get to know immediately things are happening. But yeah, it put me on such a high. And then I just gained so much clarity as well, as much as I was there as like organizer and etc. I also experienced the session and just gain clarity on what loss I'm currently navigating. I mean, there are many, <laughs> but then there's always one that jumps to the front of the queue. <laughs> so the one at the front of the queue is the loss of the identity that I took on to survive. And I think that identity started forming in childhood and I kind of just mastered it to the point that I thought that was who I am. And Right now, going through all the lost work I'm doing, etc., I shed off that person. Well, it took, it's been happening gradually for years, but now I can identify it. And so shed off that identity of who I had to become for survival. And then now who I am is so different from that person. But remember because that person existed for years. She made friendships. She had a support system. She related with people in a certain way. And, you know, it's kind of like a very lonely journey because, and I can't even blame others. They knew a version of me that doesn't exist anymore. And I can only understand their confusion and trying to correlate and trying to, but I can't explain myself. Yeah, and, and then even my 
ideas on friendships and the type of friendships I want have changed. And now I'm strong enough to walk away when it doesn't reflect what I want. I just feel like losing that previous persona, as much as it's a great thing to move into who I truly am, it's very lonely because you lose a lot of friends, a lot of relationships and connections and normalcy. And you, at my very big age of 34, I'm starting to make friends. (laughs) which I thought I would never, ever have to do and piece together what a support system looks like. I mean, I'm extending grace to myself because I don't have to figure it all within a day or a week or a month or even a year, but it is difficult to navigate. There are moments where I'm like, am I alone? But even just coming from losing my laptop, etc., I recently just let someone be there for me and it just... it felt nice it didn't feel as scary as before where I just wouldn't let people in you know and so baby steps (laughs) baby steps are happening here anyway it was great so if you're listening and you came for the group therapy session I have so much love for you well of course I probably told you that in person on Saturday okay so let's jump into 100 African stories well part one of this story and I finally met, I had never met Esther Kazungu. Finally met and hung out with her. She is so funny. <laughs> she is really funny. I mean, after years of laughing at so many of his skits, especially the ones on like African parliaments, especially the, there's a distinctive two, I remember. One of a South African I guess South Africa, I have so much love for you. But whatever happens in parliament. <laughs> needs to become its own reality show. So the two I remember, uh, one was of a scenario in the South African parliament and the second one was that famous Ugandan parliament. (laughs) Uganda, I love you. But um, the Ugandan parliament scene, like where I think it's Bobby Wine. He like jumps on a table and does like a Michael Jackson spin and kick. And I'm just like, but why? We're in the middle of a fight, bro. Like, why is there a dance-off? <laughs> anyway, she has an amazing, interesting story. There are bits that you're definitely going to relate with. We talked for so long. I had to split it into part one, part two. So here is part one. And it begins with Last Bonds Chronicles. A hundred African stories on Legally Clueless. Stories from Africa. Hey guys, my name is Esther Kazungu. I am from Kenya, specifically from Kidifi County. I grew up in Nairobi, unfortunately. (laughs) I'm saying unfortunately because I would really have loved to have a Costarian accent, Costarian vocabulary. Like people from Nairobi tell me they can actually hear it, but I don't think I have it. I I would love for it to be conk, like more conk than it is. My my Kiswahili is as Nairobi as it gets in the family. My mom corrects me. I feel like I am the one who's corrected a lot when it comes to the Swahili. Uh, but I, my siblings, my older siblings make mistakes too, so I'm good. So I went to school, a couple of schools. Okay, let's start. So I used to live in South Sea in Nairobi and the first school I went to was called Feni Nasari School. It was a like a preschool. I think I showed signs of becoming an introvert when I was a kid. 
because I used to keep to myself. I was not stubborn yet. From there, I went to Bellevue, which was still in South Sea. My highlight for Bellevue School is the naps that we took <laughs> after lunch. Because why are you keeping me in school? I'm a kid, man. Let me do baby stuff. That's the only thing I remember. That's so funny. That's the only thing I remember. <laughs> from i don't remember the teachers i remember some of my classmates i don't remember anything else from bellevue i saw my older siblings were in a, a public school and i wanted to be with them i'm like why are you guys in the same school i want to be in the same school with you guys so and this is so hilarious because now in bellevue there was a school bus one morning after my parents confirmed i was gonna transfer the next the next day i was like i'm not going to school so i'm transferring i mean so that was so funny because my parents were like that's not how it works you need to go to school until we are sure you're going to this other school so yeah i i look back and i'm like what was i thinking Anyway, I was a kid, I was a kid, it's understandable. After I went to Kongoni, Kongoni was a public school. So my parents say, okay, they, di- they don't say it, but I believe, I believe, this is where I became the most difficult child. <laughs> I was the most stubborn. Apparently, I'm saying apparently because right now, I'm an activist. So I think that's where it started. You you can't tell me to do something without giving me the reason. Why can't my older sibling do it? I don't understand this thing for the last born has to be the one getting the remote, getting, you know, the handbag. Even these guys have limbs, hands, feet. Everyone is working. Like, everything is working perfectly. So <laughs> I think it started in Kongoni. I don't think like anything there made me that way. Not the friends. I just think I just started becoming me there. Oh, I didn't finish in Kongoni. But then, okay, I, I now that I, I'm telling this story now, I see some last one tendencies and me getting some privileges. <laughs> and yeah, some privileges my siblings, my older siblings didn't get. For example, when I got to class six, <laughs> a friend of mine who was in Kongoni transferred to Nairobi Primary Patch. It was a cool, you know, those cool private schools. I was like, mom, I want to transfer. (laughs) And I want to go to this school specifically because I was following my best friend. My best friend who was not even really my best friend. Let me tell you, character development started in primary. In fact, it started in class four when we were writing compositions about our best friends. And my best friend wrote someone else as their best friend. I was yo. You know, I found out in the middle of writing that composition, it was an exam. And I started rubbing. Like, I was like, I need to change this. There is no way I'm giving you a privilege. And you're not giving me the same privilege. That best friend, still that same best friend, transferred. I wanted to transfer as well. And I went to... Now, my parents knew. Actually, my brother, snitch. You're a snitch. Brian Washer, you're a snitch. My brother called Cap. <laughs> he said, you are only transferring because of your friend. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to send you yes to a private school, but not Nairobi Primary. So that's how I ended up in St. Anna's Preparatory. So we did class 6, class 7, peer pressure. Class 8, I said, I want to go to boarding. <laughs> I wanted to go to boarding. Yeah, I want to go read lies. I just I just thought boarding looked cool because this is this is not boarding for everyone. So there's there are people who are going to go home so you can send them stuff and you can send them like you can tell them go and text my mom tell them I need this and this. So I felt like that's something I wanted to experience. So my parents agreed. Went to boarding school. But yeah, it was what it was. And then now I went off to high school. In high school now, is it okay for me to say this? I hope it's okay for me to say this. But I was called to another school. <laughs> what they wanted, you know, when they when they say, when you're going to, a, to high school, they tell you, bring, you know, 
a hockey stick, you know, something, something that makes sense. A tennis, you know, racket, whatever. They were telling me to bring a panga, a machete, yeah. So, like, why? What are we going? <laughs> what are these co-curricular activities? They don't sound fun. <laughs> I was not ready for that life. And even my parents knew I was not ready for that life because I didn't do chores much. I always complained when it was time to do chores. I told my mom, I'm not going to that school. So my mom was out of office looking for a school. Like, actively. Yani, she was physically looking for a school for me. She went from school to school until the boss was like, you're missing a lot of days. Tell me what school it is. I will make the calls. So I told, again, again, peer pressure. <laughs> They're friends I grew up with in the A-State. <laughs> and they, two of them had gone to a specific school. St. George's Girls High School. They're in that high school. So I was like, Mom, it's St. George's. That's the one I want to. Oh, these are, but then these are last-born privileges. I don't think my siblings. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, guys. So I, I got a letter to go to St. George's and yeah, so I went. I think that's when I sort of started becoming extroverted. I was in the cool clubs. At least I didn't dance like a soap dish though. The auditions were crazy. Oh my gosh. I don't know if, if you ask anyone who's been in a Kenyan school. <laughs> auditions to get into clubs like St. John, a drama festival, music festivals. Uh-uh. They're crazy. They're crazy. You're being told to dance like a soap dish, acts like your a kill being cut, like skooma, kill. And then you, you can be told to take a bottle and go and um, come back with darkness in it. Yeah, so <laughs> the auditions were crazy. So I joined St. John, drama, music festival. I really don't know how I found myself there, but I was there. <laughs> I was there. When I was in Form 4, <laughs> when people are choosing careers, I mean, not careers, uh, the, cause, the courses they wanted to do in university, I was confused. I was so confused. Even Because we even had like guidance and counseling sessions for people who are not sure what they wanted to do. And that did not help. <laughs> I had watched a lot of, you know, this CSI. Uh, what was this? There was CSI and Navy, something. Those shows for investigating. And I thought I wanted to do criminology. I was advised, oh, that's not a very, you know, like in Kenya, it's not such a, it's not a, it's not a career, but it's, it's not in. Like, there's not much. It's not like you see it on on those shows of yours. I, I don't know what I chose at the end. What applying to different universities. But I just know, honestly, I don't know what I chose. Wow, I can't even remember. This is bad. Because <laughs> I didn't even, media was not, I didn't think of media at all when I was in Form 4. That time when we were choosing careers. But now afterwards is when I was like, I might try media because my sister was doing media. And it sounded like a career I can... I can survive in. Because, again, I still don't know. Like, I'm not sure for sure. And that's why I, I, I love that people nowadays are like, when you see something in your child, nurture it. Whatever it is. If they like talking, if they like, you know, if they like singing, nurture it. So, I don't know what I like doing. Maybe, maybe my parents could have... My parents, you! Why didn't you see anyone? I'm kidding. But maybe there was something that, that, that showed... Uh, what path I wanted to take that I didn't notice or no one around me noticed and pointed it out for me to know what I wanted to do. By Form 4, I'm sure I don't even know what I chose, but I know it was nothing to do with media. It was just some... I just guessed. I'm sure I just guessed for the sake of guessing and getting into uni. Because I heard that you can just choose anything and then you can go change later on. So I was like, fine, let's do this. So I started looking into Daystar. 
Because you know what? My sister is there. Plus, I wanted to be far away from home. Because, you know, I've been here. So I just wanted to be away. And then I come over the weekend. So when I went to get, like, the admission papers and every... Is it admission papers or application? Registration papers. Yeah, those ones. When I get home, my mom tells me, Ah, we've gotten a letter from Moi University. <sighs> Yay! <laughs> I looked at this uh, letter... And I'm like, you know, I wanted to go far, but not this far. Because how? This is six hours away. Hey, this is six hours away. Hmm? This is a town I've never been to. Eldoret. I have never been to Eldoret. Not even for music festivals, nothing. So I don't know how it is. So the first, like when, when I was going to get admitted, uh, of course, my parents came with me. Uh, we looked for a place. It was so hectic because even my parents didn't know anyone in Eldoret. Uh, my dad used to work for a they're called tel, tel, telecommunication company. That's what it is. <laughs> Guys, I don't know English, so uh, bear with me. <laughs> if I start saying this thing, that thing, it's because I don't know English. I'm kidding. So my dad used to work for a telecommunication company. He got someone who was based there. And that's just one person. So I don't think he knew much. So at least we got a place to stay and someone to drive us around. And then now uh, we went to school. Bruh, even just the process was hectic. This university is so big. It's so big. Ah, I was stressed. It's like, you're leaving me here. It was like starting school all over again. Like it was like primary. Like, eh? Eh. He... I think I cried a lot. I cried. No, I actually cried. That place, we, I told you we found a place to stay before now going to register. I cried. My parents got the same room and I was in another room. I cried. Ha! I cried because I was like, ah, this is not the life. This is not the life I want. And then this is not like, okay, no offense to Eldoret people. If it was Mombasa, I feel like, I feel like we're cooler. I'm being biased. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know, like, man, it's not like going, you know, the way people study outside. It's like studying abroad. This is just something else. And then, so, ah, this is the funniest thing. Like, my entire uni experience was just like, you guys need to educate yourself. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, guys, for Eldoris, because I used to wear contacts. And they used to think now I'm not Kenyan, because I'm wearing contacts. I'm like, bruh, guys, I'm just trying to see. I am just trying to see. This is nothing. Okay, yes, they're colored. I just wanted to see and look like extra, but yeah, you should know people wear contacts. I struggled in my uni life because I hated being there. I was transferring from year one. It's like, I'm going to the Nairobi campus. I'm going to get these papers. I'm going to find out the procedure. And I found out the procedure. I uh, succeeded eventually when I graduated. So yeah. <laughs> I was so determined to actually like get transferred to the Nairobi campus, but I had they don't offer the course I was doing. I just tried to find things that would make me not feel like going home every time. Now, when I was in my fourth year, there was this show called Kubamba. That was on Citizen TV, and I knew guys from. So Kubamba is a gospel media station that used to exist. Okay, they still exist, but on social media, I guess. But now, back then, they used to be on Citizen. They had a show on Citizen. They, at some point, had their own radio station. And then now, they're just, I guess, doing missions. I was, personally, was brought up in a Christian home. So, I knew, at some point, I thought, I knew my career was going to be in those, like, 
maybe gospel entertainment industry. So when I was in fourth year, Akina, those Timeless Noel who was a host in Kubamba, they came to Eldoret. And this was those little joys that I had. You know, I'll, I'd leave school. I'm like, you guys are going to be in Eldoret. I'm going to leave school because now the school is not in town. It's like 30 minutes away from town. So I left a school, called my friends, like, guys, let's go. Let's go, like, have fun. That's, yay. That was my definition of fun. This is sad. <laughs> oh, now that I'm talking about it, this is sad. That was the definition of sad of fun right now it's better because they didn't even have like pizza places like pizza in they didn't have a movie place so there was i had limited options of fun anyway so one uh, sunday i can a timeless arenal dorit i went and then <laughs> this girl went back to nairobi with them <laughs> this girl went back to nairobi with them okay now i need to backtrack backtrack because i remembered by this time, I had already started uh, acting on a show called Papa Shirandula. Um, and after high school, I stayed like one year, I think one, one and a half years before I joined university. So during that uh, break, my sister used to be on the show, but she traveled abroad. The church we used to go to, there was a, there was a person who used to work like, she was in the crew for Papa Shirandula, and which is a show. It's a Kenyan show. It's a Kenyan local show. And she had given like my sister a uh, like a role. It's it's not like a, a permanent role. It was like a regular extra because it's not even you know extras. It's one time and then that's it. So this one was more of a regular extra because she used to recur once in a while. But she traveled. And my sister and I, we're not like twins, honestly. I don't know. People lie. People can lie because people confuse us. But so when she went, she went abroad. Now they, they said, you know what? You come try. Come try. Um, See if you can ask. Nee, 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 nee. I went. I, it wasn't a regular like role. So I could, when I started school, it wasn't going to be an issue. Because anytime they needed me, they just tell me in advance. And then I. I plan. So when Akina Timeless uh, were coming for the for that Eldoret show, the person who was in charge of telling people you're gonna be on set on this day told me you're gonna be on set on this day. But now they had not confirmed. So me being me, I was like, okay, they've not confirmed, but let's just go because now you've you've paid for my fare. I don't have to pay for fare. Let me just take this opportunity and go to Nairobi. So when they came, I was like, let me just go with you guys. My friend uh, alighted at the, okay, the, the junction. It's called Kesses. So I alighted there and I was like, see ya. If there's a cut, you just do do the thing. If there's classes to you know you have to sign in do the thing so i went to nairobi with timeless and then while we were there he was telling me you know i want you to come host a show with me so by then they had already started the radio station kubamba radio station so he he hinted and i was like oh for real are you serious because me, i'm gonna hold you to it when i clear i'm gonna come and ask you am i yeah for sure I'll come i'm alone on that show and like i i don't mind having a co-host and you I, you're like the perfect fit like, okay, cool. When I clear, I'll let you know. So eventually, I cleared. The last year was when I was doing my attachment, an internship that was meant to be scored academically. And I went to Radio Africa. That's how I joined Radio Africa as an intern. And that's when I started my YouTube channel. And that's also when I won a phone. 
I started my YouTube channel because I won a phone. I used to have an Infinix and I was like, this is not gonna, I'm not, I have standards for when I start my content creation. And then it wasn't even, like we didn't even have a name for it. It was just, you're gonna be making videos and posting them on this, this platform. So I had an Infinix and I was like, this is not gonna cut it. So there was this uh, competition where you are to create a page for people to bargain for you. So let's say the price of the phone was 66 thousand kenya shillings so with every click the price goes down so you have to to get to one shilling for you to win girl i said i'm gonna get this phone show myself so we have wi-fi good this day i am not going to move from here all the food i'm just gonna stay in this position and have people bargain for me till i get this phone and i did that and i won the phone and that's how i started now my content creation journey so at first my first uh internship was actually at ministry of lands um it was not a paid internship so i was just and i really i had no idea what i was doing because i was in the communications department but work was us going in work ended at i think by 11 work was done so from 11 to 5 i don't know what i was doing and the work was we need to we needed to we needed to read newspapers and look at any story that had to do with lands and then we note that on a spreadsheet and that's it so work was ending by 11 <laughs> and i was like okay even if it's for school this is not helping me this is not helping me and i really wanted to go to a media house so my brother i don't know who my brother knew someone in radio africa so he asked him if they they are taking interns and i was like yeah, yeah sure tell her to send her papers and that's how i transferred so i did one month at lands and luckily for radio africa it's only two months internship so that that's like now complete so during now that transfer from lands to radio africa that's when i started the channel and that's when i won the phone and that's now where my content creation journey started. I had no plans. Like, you know the way now people are so strategic, like, in two years' time, in five years' time. Back then, it was so easy. It's like, just record whatever you want to record and post it. So, um, that was such an easy time. I wish I, can, I wish I can go back to that, like, with my mindset. Because that was way easier and so authentic. I'm not trying to say I'm not authentic now. Be authentic. I'm still authentic. <laughs> so when I went to Radio Africa, that was two months. I knew nothing. I knew absolutely nothing. Because now this is how the interview went. Do you know how to edit audio? No. Have you ever used Adobe? I don't know. It's Adobe what? No. Can you? <laughs> it was so embarrassing, honestly. That was so embarrassing because I was like, so I hope they still give me this internship because but my my response is every response was like i don't know but i can learn because i'm a very fast learner so that was always my response and i got the internship so i was like cool now they started talking about vox pops and just yani the vocabulary was heavy and i knew nothing the person i was interning with was from daystar they have done everything they have done they have done theory they've done practicals in moyuni we've done we've done theory only at least I didn't lie when I said I'm a fast learner. I learned everything very quick, even the vocabulary. But the storytelling bit is what I really struggled with. I'm really poor at writing. So some stories, they wanted them to be expanded for digital. And I was not about that life. <laughs> I don't know how to milk a story. I don't know if I can do better now. But then I really struggled with that part. Thankfully, it wasn't a tea, like a requirement that if you don't get this, you're gone. So I did what i did at the end of it um i was hoping they would just suggest like even just hint when you 
finished school, you know, hala. <laughs> they didn't, but we I kept <laughs> I kept the contacts anyway. <laughs> and when I was finishing, thankfully, as I, like when I was finishing school because it was now the internship and then back to school to clear now the rest of now fourth year. They kept calling, hey, send in your send in your CV, send in your CV. Like, oh, thank goodness you guys remember me. I might not have a left, you know, a mark in terms of work, but I guess in terms of personality, <laughs> I did something. I did something there. So after that, now I came back, uh, cleared uni, and then I remembered Timeless Noel mm-hmm. and the show he had promised me. And now one time I was listening to it and I was like, oh, by the way, this guy, let me text him. So I text him, I tell him, yo, you told me to come for my show. I'm here. I've finished school. Tell me when to come. He's like, oh, you had. You didn't tell me. So you come for uh, come for a voice test and then, yeah, we do this thing. So I went for the voice test. The organization could have done better in terms of communication because oh, oh, I struggled over there. But it was experience. Like, I don't uh, regret the experience I got while I was there. I did six months volunteering and then i went to work at a at a makeup studio girl i don't even know how i found myself there i don't even know how i found myself there i thought they they maybe thought i could like do makeup <laughs> but they were actually calling me because they wanted me to do they wanted me to do social media and i believe this is because they had seen what i did for my own page i suppose like skits here and there uh since like Ever since I got that iPhone, hey, it was a go. I was doing everything. So I was posting on YouTube. I was posting on Instagram. I was doing Vines. I um, There was a girl called Liza Koshi. Okay, was. She's still there. There is a girl called Liza Koshi who used to do Vines. And I used to admire her. So she started on Vines and then did YouTube. And then she just became popular. And I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. Like, I want to be popular. Anyway, like, whichever, whatever will get me to this popularity, I want it. I want it. When I finished Kubamba, moved to this makeup studio, was doing social media, was not so good at it because this is different. Uh, running a page for a business is very different from running a page for yourself. And then, Pierre, due to the fact that I didn't know I was going to do social media, I think that also contributed to me not really even performing. And then they also wanted me to be there at very odd hours. And I was like, bruh, hell no, I didn't come to live this life. Because they had, so it's a makeup studio, and they wanted uh, me to have the key, first of all. So meaning I have to be there the first one. And the weekends. I'm like, bruh, hell no. No. No, 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 no. Plus, because I wanted, I told myself I wanted to work and do the social media on the side. So if you're taking all of my time, how am I going to do that? How am I going to do that? So I worked, I think it was two weeks. (laughs) Two weeks. And I told them, ah, man, yeah, I can't. (laughs) I can't. I'm gone. Plus, they hadn't even given me a contract by then. So I was just like, you guys are being fishy. I don't even know. Maybe I'm working for 10K. And so I left. And then, funny enough... Because you know that time, you know, when you're usually like, you want a sign, you want, you just want the universe or God or whatever you believe in to just confirm your decisions. So the day I left, um, I think the following week, I got a call from Radio Africa. I had done like several interviews during the year, but I didn't even consider them because you're just like, I've been going for the interviews, like no one is talking. So they called me and they were like, hi. So we have a position open and we'd like you to come in. Are you okay with this salary? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to be there. And this was now the sign. Because <laughs> uh, I was like, yo, 
if I quit and then I have nothing, yo, yo, yo. Because I asked my parents, like, do you guys think I should leave? They're like, but no, if you're getting the experience and there's nothing you're doing at home, you should just stay. Same thing for even Kupamba uh, Cobbs. Before I left, I, I was contemplating. They, were, they, they wanted to give me something else, but I was not comfortable with the terms. So I was just like, hmm. Mm-mm-mm. my parents were like no if you have nothing to do and i'm like Mm-mm. the activist in me is like nah i deserve better i deserve better so i joined uh radio africa thinking again i'm gonna do i'm gonna be in media and i'm gonna do my videos yo media is not a joke media houses are not a joke especially if you are like bts because i was a i was a video editor i was doing i was editing videos for digital so Yo, the time was not there. The time was not there. I really tried, by the way. So I had I had built the name to some extent. Like I had a slightly big following. Like you could you could tell like this is not the coward. And then that time, 10k was the mark. 10k was the goal. Like if you get to 10k, and I'd gotten to 10k. But now my social media presence just started going down, going down, going down. And then my mental health took a dip. It took a dip because I was so stressed. This is not what I want to do forever. I'm waking up so early. I'm coming back home so late. I want to save money because I don't have money. But I can't cook. <laughs> like, I'm tired by the time I get home. I, yo, it was so stressful. So, during the pandemic, imagine. Can you imagine? During the pandemic, this girl decided to quit. <laughs> when people are looking for jobs, I decided, ah, enough is enough. So I, that's when I quit my job. Catch more African stories in the next episode of Legally Clueless. That was part one of Esther Kazungu's story. Part two will be out next week. Honestly, quitting your job in a pandemic, I can only imagine how hectic that must have felt. Because when I was quitting my job, and that was 2019, when we did not know anything like pandemic and COVID, it was already stressful enough. So I can only imagine like doing it in the middle of all of that, how that must have been so heavy on your wellness, you know, and your mental. But I always believe like, you know, when it's time to move to the next, you always know, you feel it. And the universe will make you so uncomfortable in that job. And there are people who are blessed enough to be able to line up their next job or their next move before they leave one. I was not one of those people. And clearly Esther as well. I just think sometimes the space you're in is too toxic or too noisy for you to even plan out your next move while inside there. So you kind of just have to jump and trust that on the other side, there'll be clarity to figure out what is the next step. And that kind of happened for, for Esther. Let me not give away too much, but it, it definitely did. I, I think you're going to really enjoy part two of her story. It'll be out next week. But if you're listening to this and you want to share your story on Legally Clueless, we are going into our March recording sessions. We have about three slots, no, four slots open. So if you want to be one of the people that we record, make sure you check out the show notes, fill out the storyteller form, and we will get back to you. And you don't have to be in Nairobi, wherever you are in the world, on the continent, off the continent. We are able to perhaps come to you or record you virtually. Do remember that this podcast plays on Trace FM here in Kenya. So head over to traceradio.co.ke for a list of the frequencies. Did I just say a list? <laughs> 
list of the frequencies and of course you can stream trace there you can catch this podcast there on mondays and wednesday at 1 p.m and 11 p.m and on fridays we're there at 1 p.m make sure you sign up for our community join our community right now head over to legallycluelessafrica.com fill out the form on our homepage, and you are in you better get in now before the match letter goes out so you don't want to miss out on that one until next time if you are going through the flu the dust induced flu because why is kenya just so dusty i've decided it's the whole of kenya <laughs> keep your aloe vera close that literally has saved me and then honestly just going into the new week or whenever it is you're listening to this always be graceful with yourself you are maneuvering a lot and you're doing your very best. It may not be obvious that you're doing your very best in the moment sometimes, but you are. You are. You're taking baby steps, right? So extend grace to yourself. Let's just keep practicing that, I think. That's it for this episode of Legally Clueless. You can share this podcast with your friends. You can keep it for yourself. I'm not judging. Just make sure you're here next week for the next episode.